Hey, how's it going? My name is Brandon Small. Welcome to the Best Southwest Business Podcast. Hey guys, today you're in for a treat. Our special guest is a 2007 DeSoto High School alumna. Uh, she became one of the youngest women ever elected to the DeSoto Independent School District Board of Trustees at the time. She was also named a Dallas Business 40 Under 40, co-founder of Project Edge, and the owner of Accomplished Experience. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Dr. Tiffany Clark. As business owners, we are always pushing ourselves to take our business to the next level. But for some of us, we struggle with having balance in our marriage and family life. It makes you wonder, can you have a great business and a great life at home with those that you love? That's the question, and this podcast has the answers. Welcome to the Best Southwest Business Podcast. Hey, Brandon, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for hopping on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I look forward to it tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one of the biggest uh, reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast, I live here in DeSoto and I, I see your your work everywhere. I see you and your, your anytime, anything that's like associated with DeSoto, you have your hands in it in some form. And, and, and I think that's that's, that's amazing. I try. I mean, I'm elected to serve the community, so it's only right that the community sees me out. I serve the people. Yes, yes. And um, so tell us a little bit about, you know, your, your background. I know, uh, like you said, 2007, you graduated from Soto High School. Um, how was that? How did you stay connected to the high school so much after graduating? Yeah, so it's pretty amazing that a lot of the principals that were there when I was in school stayed around for a while. So it was easy to stay connected. They would be like, hey, Clark, you know, what do you have going on? I was like, oh, nothing. Oh, can you come do X, Y, Z? So a lot of my principals uh, entrusted me to come back to the school, which is how I stayed active. Um, and then, of course, being a sports guru, because I love sports, I was always at the Soto Sports deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's, you love sports. What's your favorite uh, basketball team? Ooh, Golden State. Golden State. Got a Golden State. Steph, he's such a team player. Like, he does not get big-headed. He's like, oh, wait, there's an open man. Let me give an assist. Like, he's so unselfish that it's worth watching. Like, love Golden State. Got it. Yes, it's kind of hard to go against uh, those two guys up in, in, in Golden State. But <laughs> where they shoot, it's, it's, it's incredible. But um, so let's hop into you being one of the youngest women ever elected into the DeSoto Independent School District Board of Trustees. So tell me, what, how did you get started with that? Um, so I was connected again to the school already. And I felt like instead of complaining, because at the time DeSoto was going downhill, which, you know, you're, you're a resident, so you, you know. And I was like, you know, everybody's jumping on the bag, bandwagon. DeSoto's this, DeSoto's that. But are we going to keep complaining or is somebody going to step up and do something about it? So I was like, you know what? It's time to take action, do what I can. And that's when I decided to run for school board. I mean, it's easy to sit on the sidelines and say, you know what? This is going wrong. But it's like, well, what are we going to do, though? And as somebody who went to the district, went through the school system, I'm like, hey, I could definitely give some, some input as well as working for the district for a couple of years. So it was like, hey, I have the knowledge of what it was like to be a teacher in DeSoto, student in DeSoto, 
what else? Like those are the things, homegrown DeSoto. Those are the things you need on the board. People who been here, we've seen the changes from back in the early 2000s to where we are now. It's just, it's been a change. So it was important for me to dive in and try to make a difference. Absolutely. You definitely have, like I said, I, we see you everywhere. You're involved everywhere. You're keeping us up to date about what's going on in the city and, and, and here throughout the best Southwest. So we absolutely appreciate all that you do. Thank you. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the Dallas Business Journal 40 Under 40. Like, how do you how did you get involved with that? How, how does that process work? So actually, you have to be nominated by a former person who made Business Journal 40 Under 40. So I was lucky enough to be nominated. I still don't know who nominated me. <laughs> um, but I'm definitely ecstatic about it because that means somebody was paying attention to the work that I was doing in DeSoto. And it was funny because I was barely turning 30 when I received that honor. Um, so it was like under 40, but yeah, Tiffany's turning. Actually, I think when I learned of getting the recognition, I was still 29. But when, by the time we had the ceremony, I was actually 30. So it was like, wow. wow. <laughs> um, and, you know, as somebody who you talked about being the youngest, and that's always a stigma, right? Is you're too young to do this. You're too young to do that. So when you start receiving honors like Dallas Business Journal's 40 Under 40, you're like, okay, obviously my age doesn't matter. It's the work that I'm doing that's more important. So for me, <clears throat> for me, I really took that as, and a privilege to say, you know what? People are always coming for me saying, you're too young to do this. You're too young to do that. Why do you have to do this? Like, why can't you wait your time, quote unquote? And it's like, apparently this is my time. Whatever I'm doing is working and it's it's only up from here. And that's that's what I truly like to believe. You know, God has destined these things out in his own, own timing. So I'm just here to take it to the next level. Absolutely. And you, you know, like I said, you're doing a great job at it. Everybody in the city uh, appreciates all that you're doing. And tell us a little bit about Project Edge again. All right. So Project Edge was started back in 2012 when I was still a teacher in DeSoto. And we wanted to link uh, career individuals who were also alumni of DeSoto with current students to build like a mentorship program. Um, and the idea was strictly because we always had alumni return day to where we were able to network with, you know, previous alumni, the students and connect the students, but they didn't get to really see us in our career pathways, in our career light. They didn't, they didn't have the opportunity to talk for us, talk to us longer than a class period of time, 60, 90 minutes, whatever it was at the time. So it's like, how can we do this? on a different level with students who are in that at-risk population and yeah. truly give those students leverage because we always give our um, A honor roll students attention, right? But those C students, they're often left out of the conversation simply because nobody really wants to be hassled with them. So for us, it was important to change the narrative and our focus was building that group of students with career professionals so they would have a mentor and go into whatever profession. So the target audience was definitely C students 
who were considered at risk that we received from the counselors and paired them with a successful alumni person for them to be able to have that person to leverage, um, to garnish opportunities from and be able to walk in the pathway because people have this misconception that people from DeSoto aren't successful because of all the things that you hear in the media, which are 95% incorrect, but right. it's, hey, we have uh, engineers, we have doctors, we have lawyers. If you think of a profession, we have it represented here in DeSoto. So I wanted our students to truly understand whatever you want to do, you're in the right spot. DeSoto can definitely get you there without a doubt. Um, yes, you're going to have to put in the work, but the networks are established to give our students exactly what they need. Yeah, so that's, I think that's a great opportunity, like you said, to kind of focus in on some students that, like you said, may not be the A type students, but still need the assistance. Sorry, we had some technical difficulties. Let's jump back in. Or actually, let's go back. So you said you used to be a teacher. What grade were you a teacher for? Eighth grade science at DeSoto. Eighth grade science, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sure that was uh, an experience. Eighth graders are different. Um, they're <laughs> definitely in that that hormonal phase, right? So they want to be grown, but they want you to treat them like kids. So it's really finding that balance to say, all right, you want to be grown. So today I'm going to treat you like you're grown, but understand that means you can't start whining to me either. And they're <laughs> like, well, what do you mean, miss? I'm like, hey. If you want to talk to me crazy and I talk back to you crazy, then understand that's the level we're going to be on. But if you respect me, I'm going to respect you. So I didn't have problems with my students. You know, we established that the first day of school, you know, hey, if you want a crazy teacher, act crazy in my room. If you want a normalized teacher, do what you need to do. And I can honestly say my students from DeSoto, I'm still very connected to um, my first and second year students. So Obviously I did something right, um, whether they was talking to them crazy one day or being normal, but I, I realized it's always the students who you have to talk crazy to, who you have the best relationship with, like, you know, hands down. And those are truly the students who worked my campaign in 2017 and in 2020. So, I mean, it was definitely an honor to, for them to say, because they were, they were able to graduate. My first year students um, was my first graduating class on the board. So they were old enough to vote. Wow. So that in itself, to have all of them working my campaign um, spoke volumes to me. And I was like, oh, I thought you said, yes, miss, but your class was the hardest that I had. And I'm like, no, that's not good, but... You know, if it instilled some things in you, good. So now they're, they, like I said, they worked my, my campaigns both time. And it was definitely good to catch up with those students and see that they're on track. Most of them have graduated now, which made me feel really old. <laughs> <laughs> and the other group is, is in line to graduate this year. So definitely I look forward to their, their graduation announcements and Hopefully the world is open enough for us to be able to partake in some activities with them. Absolutely. I like how you say, you know, from that first day of school, you had to, you know, set the expectations of what was going to happen in that classroom. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. <laughs> it was very much like, 
hey, I can be the crazy teacher who drops this book on the ground to get your attention, or I can just stand here and say, I need, I need y'all to focus. Which, which one do you want? And honestly, half the time I could just stand there. Every now and then you have that one period where you have to drop the book, but other than that, mm-mm. they would be like, oh, we might want to pay attention. All right. So on top of everything that you're doing, you also are a business owner. Tell us a little bit about your business. What do you do? Yes. So I started Accomplished Experience actually February the 15th last year. I actually branded it to an LLC. And, you know, I do beauty products. So I included my Mary Kay business as well as my custom T-shirts and my desserts all under one umbrella. And so it's accomplished experience where custom beauty desserts and teas meet for that accomplished experience. And I say that because it's a one-stop shop. You know, I have a lot of people who will call and say, hey, I need some Mary Kay products, but I also need to come pick up a t-shirt. So it's being accessible for my customers, um, just like, honestly, the desserts as well. It's like, hey, I'm coming to get, are you baking today? And it's like, no, okay, well, when you do bake, can you have my Mary Kay order ready, my t-shirts ready, and my cookies, because I'm coming all at once to get everything. It's like, sure, I'll have it all ready. But it was more or less, Mary Kay kind of fell into my lap. I was in the transition phase, and my cousin was a director for Mary Kay, and she said, hey, I think you'll be great at this. And I was like, oh, great, because I'm getting ready to quit my job anyways. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I really did. I quit my job um, because I needed to finish doctoral school. And being a counselor, there was no way that I was going to be able to do the beginning of the school year task as well as finish my dissertation. And it was important for me to say, you know what, I know what my goals are and I'm ready to be done with this and get over this. So I ended up quitting my full-time job, picked up Mary Kay, full time. And it was great. I mean, like I said, I don't do it as much as I was doing it then because I didn't need it for my full time income. But it definitely got me through six months of a full time income uh, replacement. So I I tell anybody if you're on the fence about it, and you work the method fully, you'll get your income plus plus more. It just depends on how much work you want to put into it. But that's the entrepreneurship business, right? So I really like the skincare conversations and talking about makeup and lipstick. So those things are exciting to me. So it only seemed right to pick up the Mary Kay trade. Um, And then the t-shirts came about because my line sisters and I were always ordering t-shirts and they were like, oh my gosh, we're tired of paying $25 for these shirts. They was like, Tiffany, you're so crafty figure out how to work this stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it. That's that's how I came. I started doing t-shirts was literally my line sisters were like, we need you to pick up this talent because you do everything else. And, and I did it. Um, so now when we need our t-shirts, they just order them for me. So it's, it's, it's great. And then desserts, I've always done cooking and desserts as a kid. My grandmother um was the person who I would bake for a lot and growing up it's who I would bake with so I've been baking a long time but it wasn't until 
I want to say 2019, where I was like, you know what, let me start selling these desserts. Um, and it was right after my grandmother passed, which, you know, it was a very sad time for me. But I, when I would go in the kitchen and start baking, I, I could feel her presence. I yeah. it was it was a calming spirit that came over me. So I was like, you know what, if every time I step in the kitchen to bake, I get this type of peace, then I need to continue doing this, not only as a coping mechanism, but it's also a way to earn income. Why not, right? Um, so that's how I really started selling desserts. Um, and I use a lot of her recipes just because, again, she she was that person and she always wanted me to bake for her. So it's like, hmm, what would Granny want today? And I remember the first year she passed, I did all of her favorites. And I don't even eat the sweets, but we had 7-Up cake. We had a pound cake. We had cream. Oh, you, you were pie. doing it. You were doing it. Yes. And, and my mom was like, who's eating all this? And I was like, I don't know. We'll figure it out afterwards. And she was like, this stuff is going to get wasted. And honestly, it didn't get wasted. You know, we started, I think I, I took around to my neighbors. I was like, hey, y'all, it's it's Mother's Day. Here's some dessert for y'all and, and things like that. But it was truly, you know, a time for me to cope. And I got good reviews from from my neighbors. And I was like, okay, if my neighbors like it, because they're they'll tell me they've known me a very long time. So (laughs) I was like, you know what? Let's do this. And I I launched, you know, a complex experience to be able to bundle all those things and give customers that one shop one shop stop experience. (laughs) Tongue twister. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think one of the big takeaways I, I took from that was you said you know you kind of quit your job and got started uh with the mary Kay, and it was like right there around that same time and i know for a lot of business owners you know you there comes a point when you have to go ahead and take that next step or take that leap of faith so i think you know going through that you know is 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 definitely um inspiring because a lot of people even for myself i'm not from the south here's the funny story about me and the startup so I was, I'm, I'm from California, I'm from LA. And I saw this YouTube video of this family. It was like a news story and it was of the city of DeSoto. And I was like, hmm, this looks really nice. <laughs> and then my friends, he lived up in Plano and I called him, hit him up. Hey, what you think about DeSoto? He was like, oh man, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, 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 you know, I think it's somewhere that you might like. So we came out to visit for that first Juneteenth in a 20, well, we came out multiple times, but the Juneteenth 2016, because my son was just born, and I saw how the community was all together. It was here at the park, right up Farms Park, right off of Wintergreen, mm-hmm. and it was just an amazing experience. I was like, you know what? I can see myself raising the family and growing a business, but going back to the business side of it, I didn't know anybody in DeSoto. I didn't know anybody with, in, in Dallas County, like I said, so it was, it was a challenge, but it was that leap of faith, and it was, you know, saying, hey, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to work hard. Like you said, it's the work that you put in that really helps you build the business and, and believe in yourself and take care of your clients and, and be full service. So if somebody has a need for T-shirts or somebody has a need and you want to have the cookie business or in my business, if, if somebody's looking to, to have me do extra things on top of helping them buy and selling houses, it's like, you know, we do what we got to do to make sure our customers are happy. And also something that makes us happy as well is, is by helping people. Right. 
And I think, you know, we have to understand that if you really want to do the entrepreneur lifestyle, you have to be willing to take risks. So many people, you know, get caught up in, I don't want to take that risk or I want to depend on my family. And for me, the, the hardest thing was, I was like, oh yeah, I'm about to do Mary Kay. I have so many family members. Everybody will host a party for me, give me clients. And then all of my family was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So I was like, okay, great. Let me find some other people. And I think that's a setback though for a lot of people because they would have gotten distraught at that point. It was like, you know what? I'm over this. I give up. But instead you have to just choose a different avenue. And we see so many times that people will say, your family is your first line of support when yes, they are. However, you know, sometimes you have to step outside of family and figure out what's going to be really helping you to sell. And family is not always going to be the first to buy. Oftentimes it takes them a while to see that you're either serious or you're going to be successful. And once those two things occur, they're like, right, I want to be on board now. What do you need me to do? It's like, yeah. Well, now I just needed to share these posts on Facebook. Just, just share with me. Like, like, share, subscribe at that point. Just there you go. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate you stopping by the podcast today. Uh, any advice outside of, like you said, you know, taking a leap of faith, is there any other advice you would give to somebody who either has a business here in the best Southwest or is looking to become an entrepreneur? What advice would you give to them? I would definitely tell anybody to go ahead, make sure you surround yourself with individuals who are going to push you to the next level. I'm so grateful for my group of friends. Um, And I I do want to, you know, shout them out though real quick because my my PIC, um, Ashley, my, my, my Eddie, my Elise, my Shermaine, like, those, my, my latch, those, those are my girls, right? And when it comes to my business things, they're always the first ones to say, you know what, Tiff, what are you doing right now? All right, great. We're about to support you with this avenue. So I am, you know, thoroughly grateful for those. Christy, my business partner, I mean, ride or die, like those, those ladies, I shouldn't say girls, those ladies are, we stand up for each other. Um, you know, honestly, when it when it comes to starting a business, you need a circle of friends who are like minded, who are going to tell you when something is good and when something is bad. They're going to tell you straight up, you're, you're, this was trash. Try it again. <laughs> um, but that's OK. You need yeah. that, that group who's going to tell you like, yes, we're going to ride out. We're going to support you. But you need to do this differently. And if you don't have that circle of friends or family at that for that matter who's going to tell you when something is good or when something is bad then you're not going to truly be successful you want to surround yourself with people who are going to give you that unsolicited advice who are going to you know genuinely show up and to support every single time and i can honestly say that group no matter what i have going on whether it was school board <laughs> my business those ladies all showed up every single time. And, and I think it's, it just shows you the importance of true friends and what yeah. that looks like. Um, near or far, you know, they're like, oh, you have an event going on this day. I'm going to show up and be there. So I, I definitely will tell anybody, first and foremost, 
make sure you surround yourself by people who are going to help shape you, mold you to be the best person you can be, and that you can pitch your ideas to. Because if you don't have anyone to pitch your ideas to, then you're just going to be idle for a long period of time. Like, so what's next? What do I do? Um, and definitely take that step. It's okay to fail. You know, first line to success is, is failure. So definitely grow from your mistakes. Don't let them hinder you from getting to where you need to be, but definitely allow those opportunities to grow you more than anything. And that's probably the two most important things that I would tell anybody. Get you a good group and it's okay to fail. Gosh, yeah, that's that's right on target. That's right on point because it's, it's so important to have both of those things in place. Um, I can attest to that. That's definitely. That's big. So, yeah, so one other thing I want to plug in is we do have a small uh, business showcase coming up on March 27th okay. um, at Allure Lounge in DeSoto. The event is from 12 to 4. And if you're not familiar with where Allure Lounge is, it's directly across the street from the old Albertsons off Cocker Hill and Beltline. And we are showcasing 20 other small businesses. Um, so it's an exciting time. It's my first actually vending event that I'm putting on. Nice. <laughs> so trying to add that, you know, but definitely showcasing other small businesses. It's it's our time. And the only way we can go up truly is the support of community members and people knowing that we even exist. So I look Absolutely. forward to that event. Sounds good. And if anybody wants to support you or your business, like what's the best way for people to get a hold of? Yeah, so probably call me on my cell phone, <laughs> 214-756-0971. You can reach me on my cell phone. Um, I do not respond after 10 p.m., so <laughs> I am not a bad <laughs> business owner, but I do believe in self-care, and after 10, I cannot be reached, but <laughs> you can definitely reach. call for any of your beauty, desserts, or t-shirt needs at 214-756-0971. Or you can visit my website, accomplishedexperience.com. That's accomplished with two Ks, A-K-K-O-M-P-L-I-S-H-E-D, experience.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram at accomplishedexperience or on Instagram. I should, yeah, I have two Instagrams, right? Or, or um, Dr. Tiffany C. for DeSoto. Um, either one of those platforms will definitely get you access to me. Dr. Clark, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much and wish you nothing but continued success. Thank you, Brandon, for having me and same to you and your family. Thank you. For tips and resources on how you can grow your business, visit www.bestsouthwestbusinesspodcast.com. Hey, let's make it happen.